You're listening to English with Monty, the podcast about the English language. Talking about common English errors when a learner's first language is French. Hello there and welcome to English with Monty. We're on to episode number 42 and I have Gideon back with me. How are you doing, Gideon? Hi, John. I'm fine, thanks. Thanks for inviting me back. It's all right. Considering what you said about me on Ben's interview, you should feel lucky that you're <laughs> back in the frame, really. Well, I said very nice things about you. Well, that's yeah. true. You did say some nice things about me. That's true. You should check out the interview if you haven't already. To the point English with Ben, isn't it? You said he was a very good interviewer. He was very nice to you. So that was good. Yeah. Your channel should be called John Get to the Point English, maybe. Because <laughs> you tend to go round the houses, as the expression goes. Don't you think? <laughs> Firstly, you interview people like me who never reach the point. That's always a drawback. Even now, I should be talking about the thing we're supposed to be talking about, but I'm not. I'm talking about something completely irrelevant. Probably the solution is to just not invite you back on the show because it seems to be that you're the person that causes that problem. Yeah, but then how would I live? How would I pay the rent? How would I buy food if you didn't invite me onto your podcast, John? Be kind to me. I do pay you a huge amount of money, clearly. But with Ben, I'm sure that will replace everything. He's obviously there to pity you and take care of you a little bit as well, potentially. I would just cultivate your friendship with him a bit more personally. So, let's get to the point. Today, we're going to talk about common English errors when the learner's first language is French. So I appreciate well, this is only applicable to French speakers, but I think it can probably apply to other languages as well to some extent. And the idea that this is my idea, you hopefully thought it was a fairly good idea, but to go through different native speakers of different languages like Spanish or Italian or whatever and focus on the things that maybe are common errors for them. You thought this was a good idea, right? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> it's a good idea. Don't know why you ask me though. I teach in France, it's true, but I'm not French, but I do know. I mean, if as an English teacher, you do teach many nationalities. So if you've been doing it long enough, you know where the Greeks make errors and the French make errors and the Portuguese make errors. You begin to recognize them. Obviously, because you've got the most experience, I guess, with the French really being mm, in Paris, yeah. I thought maybe you could expand upon a few elements here. Because I've got this from Cambridge University Press. They've talked about different elements that they think are potential problems for French speakers. First of all, they come to the spelling, how French native speakers would spell things wrongly in English. Probably, yeah. I was thinking the best way to approach this is ask you with these particular words which ones you've come across i read the text you sent me but the spelling part i think it's not correct really i don't okay. think it's written by someone who knows about the <laughs> okay. they say which they spell w-i-c-h i don't think so people are familiar with how to spell it. or they use a spell checker it's not really a problem you're underlined in blue i'll tell you one thing though yeah, maybe they sometimes future leave off the E at the end. Maybe that's true. Some of these mistakes are native English speakers make as well. Misspelling tomorrow. How often have I seen that by native speakers? Or I remember at school misspelling beginning, mm. not now, but begin, B-E-G-I-N, and then ing, I-N-G. So you forget there's a double N. So I think even native speakers. And address, this is true, but you know what? You know, sometimes I have problems now spelling address because it's the same word in English and French. It's spelled differently. And because I have to keep writing my address in French, 
Sometimes I have to think in English as well. How is it? How is that? Oh, yeah, it's a double D, double S yeah, in English. Yeah. So in French, it would just be one D, two S's. Is that right? It finishes with an E. Ah. Uh, a D R E double S E. I say I get confused with this word because yeah, they're so similar. So we've kind of moved on to native speakers. I don't think, yeah, I don't think, I think problem. spelling these days, it's not the same as before. Nowadays, people are just going to check it online, aren't they? It's very true. It. I suppose if you do write by hand, which is maybe obviously. Do you write by hand? How often do you write things by hand? When I teach face to face, I would write things by hand. Obviously, okay, if I'm doing, doing things online, I wouldn't do that. Probably because I've been doing things online for quite a while now. I don't do that. I am intending to send a couple of postcards, so I'll have to remember how to write properly if I do that. Yeah, when you send your grand a postcard, it's true. You've got to do that by hand. The French people have English grandmothers <laughs> to send, then, yeah, might apply. Then it's important. You don't think which is normally spelt W-I-C-H by French people? I've never seen it. So future, they leave the E off, potentially. Address? Probably not. Okay. Because <laughs> you see it so often, the word future and the future tense, just only English. I don't think I've seen that one. Okay. So I this say the... company spelled with a G, G-N-Y. No, I've never seen that. Okay. T-O-M-P-A-G-N-Y. Never seen it. Okay. So this is quite redundant then, really. We may as well not even... Very. They say the French spell it V-E-R-R-Y. I don't think so. Why would they spell it like that? <laughs> Very. No. This element of the podcast. I, I think it's written. It's, it's not it's someone who's tried to pick things off the internet. I don't think they've actually had any. They've probably eaten a croissant in their life or something, <laughs> or had a flute of champagne, but they don't know anything. I'd be interested to know if there are any French speakers out there that feel that the spellings would be true in terms of what they would say. Yeah. So, French speakers, do you spell which W I C H? Well, it's worth yeah, asking the question, that, yeah. isn't it? Advertisement, do you miss the E off after the S? Tomorrow, would you spell it with one less R? Because there are two R's. Why would they spell it one? Or what's the logic behind this? I don't know. Why would they spell it with one R? Tomorrow could be misspelled, but I'd say by native speakers too. Didn't yeah. Tony Blair famously misspell tomorrow? I think you're right, he did. He did. podcast on bad spellers in the English language, and Tony Blair, yeah, he misspelled tomorrow. Tamoro or something, T-A or something like that. I don't know. Did he? Maybe that could oh. be another podcast episode. Comfortable with an N instead of an M? Is that? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Interesting with two R's. Why are they so with two R's? Don't know. <laughs> this part of the section is quite redundant. We've decided that people... Yeah, I think use... the technical term, can I use the technical term yes. here is um, bollocks, I think. <laughs> In terms of spelling, though, perhaps one thing we can suggest is that if you're spell checker on Word, you have to be consistent, right? I mean, you don't have to be, but maybe it's better if you set it to British English and stay with British English, or you set it to American English and stay with American English. Is that fair to yeah, say? Yeah, that's true. That's fair enough. They either choose British or American or or another type of English. Don't spell colour, C-O-L-O-R, and humour, H-U-M-O-U-R. No, be consistent. Be consistent. British spelling or American spelling. That much I agree with. So colour in that case would be the American spelling and the humour yeah. one would be the British spelling. Wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think the next part then, that was a bit of a damp squid, but anyway, the next part is confusing verbs and collocations. 
biggest error that French learners of English is using the wrong verb. Would you say that would be correct? Like in terms of make or do when yeah, other verbs... sometimes they do. Yeah, they sometimes they might confuse make or do. I do a mistake or something. I think it's not just French though, because make and do is a little bit confusing. I think you and I made a, a video about that. We did. It is quite a common one, isn't it? To say do a mistake. I mean, it would always be make a mistake, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then here the example is, finally, could you make me a favor? In English, we would say, could you do me a favor? I'm not sure they'd say that. Use do too much rather than make too much. But it's possible. I okay. think I've heard do a list or something like that. They say make sport. No, no, I correct myself. Sometimes it is like that. I'm going to make sport. I've heard them say that. Because it's also practice sport, isn't it? That's quite a frequent one. Yeah. Whereas usually we would say play sport, wouldn't we? Yeah. That's often one. Or exercise. I don't know if the French do this, but certainly the Italians would say exercise my English, whereas you would say to practice my English. No, no, I don't think I'd say that. No? Okay. I think you say practice because I think pratiquer you could use in French. Here we've got, I managed to do scuba diving and windsurfing. Here we would say go scuba diving. Would you say that's a fairly common mistake? I would say that the mistake is that they don't use go, they'd use the bare infinitive. So, for example, they would say, I run every day, rather than I go running, when for pleasure, the British are more likely to say, I think Americans too, they're more like, I go running every morning, because mm -hmm. it indicates uh, not because you run to get to work or something, but you're doing it at pleasure, so you put the go in front, they often leave that out. I swim this afternoon, or I'm going swimming. Mm. So I think that is, I don't think it's mixing up with the verb. I don't say I do, I do running again. No. So I think one element that I get is I go footing. Do they say that? There's definitely footing. Yeah, they say that. Yeah. Would you say go footing normally? Footing is not the verb, is it? It's no. The verb in English, footing. Exactly. But French speakers would often say I go footing, right? And obviously footing is not a word in the English language, is it? That's true. Footing. I don't know what they say. Do footing. Maybe. Maybe it's like that. It is a word. seems to be from English, but it doesn't exist, does it? So obviously exactly. we'd say exactly. I go jogging. That's an interesting one. The next example is it took three hours to go to the castle. We would I don't think it's get. get to the castle. Yeah. I don't think it's a particularly French mistake. People underuse get. They underestimate how often we use get in English. Mm -hmm. But when you want to say go and arrive, you say get, not go. They do use that mistake. It took three hours to go to the castle. But I think it's not only a French mistake. Don't you think? I agree with that one, yes. I suppose it's the idea of not really using get because a lot of people don't feel comfortable with that idea. I refer everybody to my episode that I did on get earlier on. That's definitely worth listening to. But yeah, I think it would often be go, wouldn't it, mm -hmm. used in this case. So I think it's quite universal, that one. I would say it took. Would they say it took? Because I think, obviously, in English, we say it takes time, don't we? They might say it makes. That's kind of a mistake, they would say. Yeah. It makes three hours rather than it took. I think Italians would also make a bit of a mistake on that one quite often. Mm -hmm. Any others you wanted to add there that they haven't really talked about? On what? The confusing the verbs? Yeah, confusing verbs and collocations. I might come back to you on that. We'll move on because I noticed some other things on the list. I've been taking notes. I might add to them at the end. That's okay, okay John. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Preposition errors. I think preposition mistakes are very common, again, across languages. 
from different speakers. I think prepositions are always a challenging one, aren't they? So here, this one, we decided to go to the south of France in a small village called... You wouldn't say in a, a small village. Would you say that in French, to a small village? Yeah. So that's not a mistake. No, you wouldn't say in a small village. You went to, I think. In my experience, I found a lot of French speakers would say, I have been in London, whereas it'd be more correct to say... I've yeah, that's true, to... but that's different. That's different. Yes, I guess it is, isn't it? I have been in London. No, that's different. They would say, I go to London. Je vais à Londres, not I go in London. So here's the verb to go. If you translate it, you're using a movement. So with the verb to go, with the verb with been, I have been. Yeah, that's true. They say been in, which is a mistake often. But go to, no, I don't think so. I don't know who wrote this. I think maybe someone who's watched a couple of episodes of Emily in Paris, and then they've been <laughs> employed at great expense by Cambridge University Press. I'm not sure that's correct. I'm surprised they don't consult you, first of all. <laughs> they should. You know, you could make a nice little learner from it, really. So I've been to France. I've been... The been mistake in... that you picked up on is, is what we hear all the time. Been in. I have been in Paris this weekend. I've been to. Because been can be position or it can be movement. Mm -hmm. But they were talking about being two as being movement. I've been living in Paris for a long time. I've mm -hmm. been to Paris this weekend. So different uses of the verb being. I'll yeah. we'll go into that in greater detail another time. I'll explain when you use each one. That's the that, error. That's the error, isn't it? The next one, it says at first they were in good terms with each other, whereas in English we would say on good terms. Maybe. I've not really come across anything like that. Maybe. The next one, I think definitely to be successful in something. Maybe because you say, I think you say oh, in, I think, I think you say on, oh, which could be translated as in or on. So maybe yes, maybe no. I don't think it's a big error. Which one, the last one or the next one? No, on good terms, in okay. good terms. But definitely the next one, the idea of being successful, they would say to be successful in or to be good in. Yeah, something. that's true. He's very successful at this. So it'd always be at, wouldn't it? Good at something, bad at something. They say interested by. That's another one. Just to add one I'm thinking. I'm interested mm -hmm. by. That's what they say rather than interested in. Mm -hmm. That's a very common mistake. It would always be interested in, wouldn't it? That's an important one. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I agree with a lot of these things, but the mistake they make is with the verb success because they use it much more than in English because in English success means some great achievement. But if it's not a great achievement, you would use managed. For example, I managed to find my keys. Okay, you wouldn't say, I succeeded to find my keys. But the French would, because they use succeed all the time. Manage is the standard one, but succeed is like, Way! It is, yes, it's definitely. So, so, so that's the mistake. That's the mistake you hear. They always, yes, I succeeded to open the bathroom door. In English, wouldn't you say, I succeeded in something? I succeeded in opening. I succeeded to open. Can you say it as infinitive? You can, can't you? You're right, it could be in. Personally, I wouldn't say I succeeded to open. I would say I succeeded. No, maybe in... you meet around French people. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I managed to. I managed to succeed in succeed. winning. I would say that's correct. Hi, my name is Sam and I come from Paris. My favorite episode is episode 21, All About London. In this episode, I've learned so much about the history of the city, about the underground, the parks, the museums and about the Great Fire of London. So if you haven't heard it yet, I would advise you to check it out. Okay, moving on to the next one. It's modal verbs and present tenses can be problematic. Often problems with modal verbs like can and would 
and they also overuse the present tense. I can see that to some extent, can't you? So they do overuse the present tense, that's true. I'm not sure about the examples here. It will be better to ask for their price. It would be better, maybe, but you have a conditional in French as well, so you could translate it literally and you get the correct answer. It would mm-hmm. be better if some people may use will incorrectly, but I'm not sure it's one of the big ones, not a biggie. No, but I think will is overused generally, isn't it? So maybe... yeah. Sure. It is substituted and people probably have some doubts about wood, I think. Maybe that's the reason why. A little bit, yeah. Okay, the next one, you could buy bus tickets at the airport, whereas you so say you can buy bus tickets at the airport. I mean, this one, is it? I suppose it's not really a big error. I, is this is a bit complicated, even as an English teacher, because could is incorrect when you use it as a future tense, which is using it here. But could to mean possibility, then it's okay. Just saying next week we could buy the tickets at the airport, that would be incorrect. They say we could buy the tickets at the airport, that would be correct, because it's about the possibility. So even in English, it's very difficult to explain. But is this possibility or is it future tense? But you see what I mean? Some One sounds right, one sounds a bit wrong. It does, doesn't it? But as you say, the fact that you have the example here, you could buy bus tickets at the airport, that is fine in English, isn't it? It's not really a problem, that one. If talking about future tense, then no. Exactly. If it's about the possibility exists, they say that you could buy them at the airport. As you say, it depends on the context. We could buy them at the airport. Yeah, yeah, we could. So then it would be okay. The last one, I liked this competition because it is exciting. What's the problem? (laughs) It should be was. I like this competition. Yeah, maybe. So they're just saying that you should, you start in the first part in the past tense. So you should put the second part also in the past tense, second clause. Fair enough. Tends to happen sometimes. Commonly confused nouns. I think this one is definitely a thing. People would say travel instead of trip. Very true, isn't it? Travel is just really the verb, isn't it? You could use it, I suppose, as an adjective. Couldn't you? Travel agency. Yes, usually a verb, travel. Business travel. Or travel as a concept. Then it could be a noun. So sometimes it's a noun, but not usually. Even so, I did a travel. I took a trip. That can be a common one, can't it? Mm -hmm. Advertisement and advertising. I'm not sure if that's a problem, is it? Interesting you say advertisement. I say advertisement. Advertisement's a bit more American, but there you go. Is it? Maybe I'm a bit more American. Maybe. Advertisement. Or you could say advert or ad, couldn't you? Just to make it shorter. Is that a problem, that one? I don't know. (laughs) know, A little bit. Advertisement. But you would be careful as a false friend because advertisement could mean a warning Mm. in French. Advertisement. Okay. Close to the French word, which means a warning. So I think I think the problem is of false friend. False friend. So we're mm. advertising is obviously as a subject in terms of yeah. putting adverts on TV or in a magazine or something like that, isn't it? That's yeah. the idea. Okay, we've got yeah. home and house. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's true. That they often just say house. I'm going to my house, mm-hmm. or I'm going home. I'm going to my house. In a bit strange, isn't it? It is because I guess house yeah. we would use as an object, wouldn't we? I'm going to buy a house. Look at that house over there. I'm going home. And this is an important one, isn't it? In the sense that we don't use the preposition for home. So that can be a mistake. Exactly. That's true. That's very good. Yeah, because often people would say, I'm going to home. Whereas Mm. in English, we wouldn't say to, we'd say I'm going home. I would say the H is often quite silent, isn't it? With French speakers, they don't often pronounce it very strongly. It would always be my recommendation to practice that a little bit. It's not a big deal, is it? But it's definitely better to pronounce your H a bit more strongly, isn't Mm -hmm. it? I think so. What about all the other ones? I have the possibility. It's true. Maybe I use that too much. I have the opportunity. I have the chance. 
had the chance to work in New York, you might say in, in English, but translating from French, I have the possibility to work. That's true. Parking rather than a car park. That's true. I'm going to a parking. No, park is the verb. So you can't say, I am parking my car over there. But you put it in a car park or a parking lot if you're American. That's an interesting one, isn't it? Because parking is used in American English, but you say parking lot, don't you? You wouldn't say yeah. just parking. No. Job and work. Yeah, that's true. I'll say um, going to my work when I'm going to my job or something like that. Yeah, that's true. Upbringing and education. I would say this is probably a common one, isn't it? Sure, maybe, yes, my upbringing. I was raised. Yeah, that's true. Maybe a little bit. I think often it's not a commonly known thing, though, is it? Upbringing or to bring your kids up, is it? As a phrase, I think for our non-native speakers in general, people would say, I grew rather than grow up. Would the French say that? Why would you say education? I'm not, I'm not sure about this. They would say I grew up. They're familiar with that. Would they say grew up or grew? It's true. They might say I grew, but I think most would be familiar with grew up. Grandi, I think. Uh, yeah, I grew. The correction is just add the up bit, isn't it? I grew up in the Midlands, as in that's where I lived from when I was a child until an adult. I think the education is a false friend sometimes in a different way. I think you, when you say somebody is rude, you say it's a friend, you might say it's bad education or something like that. He's not educated rather than he's not polite. Or it's about manners, isn't it? About manners, yeah, exactly. Yeah. In English, you'd say he has good manners or bad yeah. manners. Potentially in French, they would say bad education, would they? I think so. Education, I guess in English, would just refer to your schooling, isn't it, really? Mm-hmm. So you've got amounts, number. I think even native speakers make that kind of mistake. There were a large amount of people. I've heard that from native speakers. It doesn't sound very good. I think it's countable. So you'd say a large number of people there. No? Yeah, but you'd have a large amount of sugar. Exactly. As large saying, number of answers, a lot of good answers. Commonly confused native speakers. That makes it easy for non-native speakers to confuse it mm -hmm. as well, isn't mm -hmm. it? Really? And latest or last? Just the latest or last. So the latest movie, this is a mistake. People would often say, yeah, the last movie mm -hmm. rather than the latest movie. I think that's quite common, isn't it? Because mm -hmm. the latest one is the one that was most recently released, isn't it? Yeah. We wouldn't say the last one because that would be like the final no, one, no. isn't it? Confused by this little thing you sent me. Common <laughs> English make mistakes if you're French in Cambridge. I think the person who wrote it just hasn't had much exposure to French people learning English. <laughs> I honestly think that it's, it's not what I would have written. Maybe there's scope for you to do that. Uh, well, we haven't got, <laughs> I don't want to give you a very long answer. I know a few ideas. Some mistakes you hear every day when you're teaching English. Certain pronunciation mistakes are made. For example, idea, that's the one I hear every day. They pronounce it ID. They say ID every day. That's what I'm mentioning here. And sometimes I say, no, it's pronounced idea, not idea. And they don't believe me. That's the funny thing. Is, no, no, I'm sure I've heard idea. I know you're the teacher. I'm sure I've heard something. It must be American. So I said, no, they don't in America. When, they, when I give the answer they don't want to hear, the students say, no, it must be American English then. Because no, it's pronounced idea, wherever you go. Anyway, yes. so it's like that. That would be one of the pronunciations. There are many more. They put the adverbs in the wrong place because in English you put the adverbs at the end. They might say, for example, he speaks very well English rather than he speaks English very well. The order of words. They don't really have a past simple. I think they're a little bit in written French, but not in spoken French. So they use that incorrectly. The verb tenses. So, for example, I have seen him yesterday. It sounds wrong in English, doesn't it? 
Yeah, I saw him yesterday. You've got to use the past simple. You've, you've got to use the past tense. Or even I saw him two minutes ago. I have seen him two minutes ago. I saw him two minutes ago because you're using a past time phrase. So that's yeah. the type of thing. Saying I will go to London next week, whereas typically as a native speaker, we'd say I am going to London next week. Yeah. And they won't use the present continuous for the future. That confuses mm-hmm. them. They'll use will for the future all the time. They think, oh, the future in English is will. I will do this. I will go to London next week. You know, I'm going to London next week. What? I will see my friend at 6 p.m. And I'm seeing my friend at 6 p.m. What? No, I will see his future. Yeah, I know. That confuses them. And then, of course, prepositions. We won't go into that all the time. Of course, prepositions are different in each language. The logic is a bit different. Articles. In English, sometimes we don't have the in front of abstract nouns, for example. I like the nature, they'll say. That's one thing. That's a common thing, isn't it? Definitely. As you said, abstract nouns, it's uncountable, isn't it? So in English, we wouldn't say the nature unless we're being very specific. So you'd say the nature in Bulgaria is amazing. Exactly. Or anything else. The democracy is under threat. No, democracy is under threat. Or also I've noticed with countries as well, they would say the France or the yeah. England. That yeah, yeah, exactly. So we could do a whole topic on articles. That's very complicated, actually. It is, yes. That is a common element, isn't it? And also saying the last week. So in English, we would just yeah, say exactly. the last week. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly the last week. The Sunday. I saw him on the something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is a common mistake that I hear. There are more. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Lots of false friends as well. It is curious though, isn't it? I would definitely mention the false friends. So when we talk about false friends, it's words that are used in both languages or they look the same, but Mm -hmm. they have different meaning, don't they? You're a bit of an expert on this, aren't you? The number of French words, is that 40% or something of French words in the English language? Is that correct? Something similar to that? Yeah, something like that commonly used words aren't they and often french people will use a french based word but in english it would be a higher level wouldn't it exactly they'll just translate them automatically they'll say uh it is possible rather than i might it is possible that i go there rather than i might go there or they say i prefer rather than i'd rather i prefer this i prefer to do this or i'd rather we'd use more They'd use more French-based vocabulary. That's what they're familiar with. And that's totally natural, isn't it? To say it is possible, it sounds too formal, doesn't it? In English, we would say, I might. That is a common thing, isn't it? Where you will hear French speakers kind of sounding quite formal because Mm -hmm. of those elements. And obviously in in English, we kind of tone it down a bit, make it, I suppose you'd say more Anglo-Saxon, isn't it? Because I suppose Mm -hmm. the history behind it is the French language was used mostly among the aristocracy, wasn't it, historically? Yeah, it depends on the word. I mean, not just the elite words, which are French. It's very common words too. They vary from French and table and chair, shoes. So it's not only the sort of highbrow words come from French. No, not at all. Pocket or because is from French. But it's just that we use both English and French terms, but the French will have the balance, will be weighted towards the French term when they speak in English, because that's what they know. I think the other element you've touched on very slightly is the pronunciation, because in English, typically when we have a two or three syllable word or four syllable word, we would put the stress at the beginning, wouldn't we? Whereas in French, they tend to put it at the end. For example, they would say différent. Sorry, that's my bad French accent. The stress is towards the end, isn't it? And obviously it's a French-based word, but in English we would say different. Yeah. So I think there's quite a lot of examples 
of that. I quite often hear encourage instead of encourage. Exactly. Sometimes, again, they say what they're familiar with. They'll pronounce things in a French way because there's so many French words in English. Appropriate instead of appropriate could be another example. That's true. Was there anything else you wanted to add? Could do several episodes on. I've got a list somewhere of common false friends and other things, but I think we've covered quite a lot. Well, we can potentially do something on false friends, can't we, at a future okay. date? I think that could be a good one. Do you want to plug your stuff? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do have a look at the YouTube channel, Let Them Talk to TV, because it's utterly fantastic. And you'll find John, your favorite podcaster, amongst some of my lovely videos. So do mm. check it out on YouTube. But I'm only potentially their favorite podcaster because you haven't been doing a podcast for a while, have you? So I might be starting up again soon. Yeah, my podcast called Zeitgeist Banana, but it's been dormant for a while. I've had other things to do, so I had to leave it. But yeah, check it out. Yeah, Zeitgeist Banana. That's my most frequent comment is when is Gideon going to bring back his podcast? And I just don't know what to tell people. Okay, we'll do one soon, John. Maybe with you. Okay, that Reluctantly. sounds good. <laughs> Reluctantly. With pleasure, with pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for joining me on that one, Gideon. Hopefully that's useful for French speakers. Hopefully added a few of our own ideas on there. So thanks, Gideon. Thank you. You've been listening to English with Monty. If you would like to support my podcast, then we now have a Patreon page. Patreon is a platform to help fund projects like mine. We offer exclusive episodes, discounts on lessons and an uncut version. There are other benefits too. You can donate at patreon.com forward slash English with Monty. Thanks for being a sponsor. 